Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down to talk about music for a little bit. I am the co-host, Scott. I'm here with my friend and other co-host, Brand. Brand? It's it's morning. It is morning. It's was, it's actually it's morning for me big time. I usually wake up much earlier, but I've been enjoying a week of sleeping in. Yeah, it's about lunchtime for me. That's where, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I'm usually at right about now. Right. But we're here this week uh to talk about that was a face talk. <laughs> He's not good. He's not great. <laughs> There's sometimes doing this podcast that I wish we were a video that the folks could see uh and that face was one of them i i do get pretty animated i appreciate you appreciating my facial expressions yeah because I, just... I have friends that i will be talking to and i'll make facial expressions i'm like oh this is gonna kill them and they don't even acknowledge it so <laughs> see what are we doing people <laughs> i know what kind of life are we live in? Uh, yeah just a little bit of acknowledgement that's all i need appreciation yeah just acknowledge that it happened. i don't even care if you appreciate it just be like oh i see that oh okay. right Give give people give people their flowers while they're living. Yeah, while I'm making faces, give me the flowers. Do it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to talk about Ben Folds this week. We are. Yeah. Uh, who who was not in New Girl, by the way? Not not in New Girl. No. Not if you heard the end of the last episode when you gave me the record, Scott. Uh, that that was a big I, controversy. I came out pretty hard, and I was like, "Oh, he's definitely a new girl." And no, no, he, not at all. He was in "You're the Worst." That is yep. what I know Ben Folds from. I know him from "You're the Worst." Right. So that was all of your previous knowledge of Ben Folds. He does play a song in the show. Okay. I don't know what song it is. I didn't go back and look. Hmm. I'm curious. But he's playing. But he is. He is Ben Folds in the show. Also, like it's a joke. Like he plays that, himself. Yeah. Like they're like, is that fucking Ben? What the fuck is Ben Folds doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's called you're the worst yeah it kind of makes me want to watch it it's a very i mean it's it's a show about like two toxic people who fall in love but they're both fucking awful that's why it's oh. called you're the worst because they're both the worst because they are the worst they're, they're somehow also lovable and like you end up rooting for them but they're both horrible people <laughs> gotcha <laughs> is his appearance like the uh the troubadour guy in gilmore, gilmore girls? girls no because the troubadours just kind of like 
off and he just like plays a song and like he's not yeah. really involved in the story. Ben Folds is involved in the story. He's in the story. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that troubadour I, guy. I don't want to go so far as to say that he has sex with one of the characters, but he might. <laughs> okay. And the troubadour, the troubadour guy, you know, like there is that one main guy, but you know, like throughout the seasons, they had different people that like were the troubadour, quote unquote. Oh, like really? somebody from Sonic Youth was one of them. And wow. Because Daniel Palladino was like a huge fan of that music and he would mm. try to get anybody he knew into that role, like any. And that's why there's some like there's some music drops in it that you'd be like, why is this in Gilmore? That, that was yeah. I remember watching with Emily and like being like, this soundtrack is wild because <laughs> yes. like nobody watching Gilmore Girls knows who Pavement is. Those are mostly probably <laughs> the the Daniel Palladino written episodes. Like Amy love... Sherman Palladino created it, and then her husband okay. Dan helped like wrote some episodes and directed some episodes, and he is the one that did all that stuff. He's into like nineties yeah. college, especially indie when when they have those rock. references in there of like yeah. the music, like when they go off on those tangents, and it's the music. That's almost a guaranteed flag that it's a Daniel Palladino episode. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> and those are my favorite episodes. They are they are pretty good. I mean, I. There's not many episodes that I dislike of Gilmore Girls, if I'm being honest. I didn't like that reboot they did of like the four episodes. But it needed done because Amy and Dan weren't involved in the last season of the show. Oh, okay. But they they, were involved in those episodes? That was them, yes. Okay. So like, okay, man, I have way more information about Gilmore Girls than I should. We're going deep. There was a thing the whole time Gilmore Girls existed that Amy had an idea in her head that she wanted to end the show with four words. Like that was always a thing. Like there was there were four words. Nobody knew what they were. But that was Amy knew since she started the show, basically, that there were going to be four words that she would end with. Mm -hmm. When her and Daniel tried negotiating a contract for that last season, the network said no and then hired other people to write the show and do. They said no specifically to those four words. No, they said no to their contract. Okay, gotcha. So then the show itself ended without the ending that Amy wanted. So they came back and did the year in the life where it was the four seasons. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess Gilmore girls, spoilers, the, the words were like, mom, I'm pregnant or Hey mom, I'm pregnant. Remember it was Rory telling Lorelai that she was pregnant. Mm. The rumor is that the show was going to end with Lorelai getting pregnant again. Oh, like, hey, mom, or hey, hey, Roar, yeah, I'm pregnant, or you know, something like that, something Roar, like that, yeah, hey, I'm pregnant. But because it was seven, eight years later when those reboots came out, Lorelai would have been too old to be pregnant, so Amy changed it to be to Roar. Rory being pregnant, yeah, wow. <laughs> I listened to hundreds of hours of a Gilmore Girls podcast. I have a lot of information. That's funny. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> well, this isn't the Gilmore Girls podcast. We're not adding to I'm that down, bank. though. I'm down for whenever you want to do that. <laughs> you might have to do that one with Emily because uh, she's more invested in Gilmore Girls than I am. Okay. All right. I'll, we'll, I'll get you guys I, hooked up. I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a proposition. I'll, I'll shoot you a contract and we'll get this thing hammered sure. out. We'll get it going. <laughs> But we're here to talk about Ben Folds. We went crazy on a tangent there. We're here to talk about Rock in the Suburbs, his first solo record, um, after the the breakup of Ben Folds Five. Oh, they actually broke up. It wasn't. A... It was. It was amicable. Okay. Uh, I think I touch it in the notes, but they just kind of, yeah, they okay. all agreed that it was it was time. The five had enough of Ben Folds. The three. Wait, are there any four people in the band? And they were called. There ben are Folds only five? three people. There are only three people in the band. 
what the fuck is going on? <laughs> is Ben Folds talking about his hand? Like this, I, is, this is the Ben Folds five guys. Hey, it, it could be. <laughs> Benjamin Scott Folds is an American singer songwriter from Greensboro, North Carolina. Emory area. Yeah. I guess where Emory's from. Yeah. After playing in several small independent bands throughout the late 80s and into the early 90s, Folds came into prominence as the eponymous frontman and pianist of the alternative rock trio Ben Folds 5 from 1993 to 2000. And again during their reunion in 2011 to 2013. I had no idea there weren't. I I, I always assumed there were five people in the band. Either, Either five including Ben. Or Ben and five. Nope. Just three. Great. I'm sure everybody in that band was happy. That was the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's recorded a number of solo albums and collaborated with musicians such as Why Music? I, I don't know. I think they're like a, a DJ, an electronic type okay. music guy. Uh, Regina Spector and Weird Al Yankovic. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I did, that was a curveball. I didn't see coming. Yeah. They're like really good friends. I think anybody that like meets Weird Al could be really good friends. Every everything I've ever heard, everything I've ever yeah. read is Weird Al is one of those dudes that is just a great guy. He just he just seems like an awesome dude. He did he did one episode of this podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. and like it's with a comedian, and he will still send him like a birthday card on his. That's birthday. awesome. And it's like this feels wild. Like how that is so cool? How do you know? How how do you know? Do, do you have a yeah. person in charge of all this? <laughs> no, he writes it on his calendar at home. He transfers every like every year. He writes it down, handwritten. I'm sure. Imagine how much shit he has written on that calendar. I'm sure there's a ton. And half of it is ideas for new parody songs. Right. We need it. We really do need to do a discography draft of Weird Al. Man. Again, that, though, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird, though, because he parodied a lot of songs. I'm not going to know the originals. So I'm going right. to hear the parodies and be like, sure, I guess. That's all right. We need to do it. it it's got to happen. I mean, it's, it's on the happen. list, but it's not super forward right now. <laughs> I'm calling it April next year. That's a few months. Maybe I, maybe we can handle that. Maybe yeah. we can do that. Yeah. He has a lot of records, I think, too. He does have a lot. It's going to be great. Uh, he's also undertaken experimental songwriting projects with actor William Shatner Ew. and authors such as Nick Hornsby and Neil Gaiman. It's like, okay, I heard the Neil Gaiman part, but it's like you're you're real good friends with one of the greatest dudes in Hollywood as Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. And then one of the known biggest dickheads in Hollywood, William Shatner. Is he known as a big dick? I think he's known as an asshole. Really? I didn't I know that. So he like huge asshole. Maybe oh, I'm man. maybe I'm speaking out of school. I don't know. That's so sad. I wonder if it's ego. I'm, I'm sure it is. He's also yeah. 97. Is he really? Like he's old. He's old as shit. We've this is an exact we, tangent. I was gonna say, have we talked about before. it before? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We don't need to go on it then. He's 92. Wow. He was born in 1931. Holy cow, man. Also, do you know that I just heard this this morning? I think that Jim Morrison was born in like 1942. So he would be like 80 right now. Whoa. That feels weird. Oh, 19, he was born in 1943. Wow. And he died in 71. Yeah. 27. 27. Folds has frequently performed arrangements of his music with uncommon instrumentation for rock and pop music, including symphony orchestras and acapella groups. Great. So we got we have we have Ben Folds to blame for pentatonics. 
<laughs> I don't know that that's true. Okay. He uh, he got involved with a bunch of college acapella groups okay. and put out a record where I think that like there's no instrumentation. It's just him going to different college acapella groups and them doing music with him. That only sounds like one thing to me. That sounds unlistenable. <laughs> that really does. Man. I don't I would not be clamoring to hit like, play on that thing. In addition to contributing music to soundtracks for the animated films Hoodwinked and Over the Hedge, Folds has produced several albums for other artists. So he's just all over everything. Well, you mentioned those two cartoons. Yeah. When I was downloading this and like you have to go in, I did see that he did something with Charlie Brown. Oh, did he? There was some Charlie Brown thing in there. I don't know if it was a cover, like he was doing like a new Charlie Brown album or something, but. I saw it this morning when I was revisiting, like right before the show. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of some Charlie Brown ass music. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was no real reason to have that in my head. But I was like, yeah, Ben Folds is a Charlie Brown ass guy. And I know how much you like Charlie Brown. I'm a a Charlie Brown. So I was like, yeah, this is some this is some Scott and Charlie Brown type shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Folds being Schroeder and in Charlie Brown. I like that idea. After the October 2000 amicable breakup of Ben Folds 5, Folds went on to write, record, and release his first studio solo album, Rock in the Suburbs, on September 11th, 2001. No, he didn't. It was it was released <laughs> no, September 11th, 2001. So he still put it out. Yeah. He didn't buddy. he didn't stop. He was like, "Yeah, you know what, guys? This is what the world needs right now." No, that it came out September 11th. Yeah, but there were other records that were supposed to come out, and they didn't put them out. Like, that Mariah yeah. Carey record didn't come out. And... It did. Co- Glitter came out. I thought they pushed it. I don't think they did. I think it's on the list of what came out that day. Okay. Yeah, there's a huge list of shit that came out on September 11th. Isn't there a Slayer record that came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. And Bedfold said, this is what the world needs right now. Yeah. Uh, he, play- he played nearly all the instruments, most notably guitar, because there was never guitar in a Benfolds 5 record. There's not a ton of guitar on here. No. But there is some guitar. There's a little a little bit. But yeah, he played it. Okay. Uh, it's an instrument that was seldom used in his career because he's mostly a piano guy. Uh, Rock in the Suburbs was recorded in Adelaide, in Adelaide, Australia, where Ben was living at the time. So okay. I got to bring Australia into into the podcast again. Yeah. So so far we've hit the big ones. We've hit Peanuts. Yep. We've hit uh, William Shatner's Age, which apparently is something <laughs> we always hit. Right. We've hit nine eleven. And Australia. And now Australia. We're hitting, yep. we're, we're hitting for the cycle today. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the, the album peaked at number 42 on the Billboard 200 and number 11 on the top internet albums chart. Does that does that, that still exist? That thing existed back then. Yeah, there's no way that still exists now, right? <laughs> no, I can't. There's so many records. That would just be the SoundCloud charts. Uh, you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here we go. Albums released September 2001. So coming out on the 4th, pre-9-11. One week. One week before. Right. Converge with Jane Doe. Yeah, I didn't know that was around that time. Yeah. We, we're, we're both on record as saying it, it doesn't hit <laughs> yeah. quite like it used to. Yeah, that's it's blasphemous to mm-hmm. people in that scene. But Yep, people I, hate us for that one. I'm just, I, just being truthful. 
Yep, it, me too. The the first the first time I listened to it, see, we have different runs of it though because you were you were you have a fond was, memory of it. Yeah, I was in it when it came out. By the like, time I yeah. discovering that was huge. By time I listened to it, there was already hype around it. Right. So it let me down. And then yeah. I revisited it myself and because I was let down the first time, I think I liked it more. Mm. And then by the time I revisited it the third time, I was like, it's fine. Yeah, it's just it it doesn't the the special feeling isn't there for me yeah Yeah. because it was like leading the charge i think i think when it first came out there wasn't any hype about it because nobody knew who the fucking verge was yeah uh so when i heard it it was amazing and then the hype built up so much and then revisiting it ah, probably 10 years since i've heard it last yeah man it just didn't live up See, there's even I think I probably because I had Converge's discography downloaded mm-hmm. and I so I had Jane Doe and there was yeah. a, there was another Converge album I liked more than that. Yeah. So I, I just even then before I had uh, the hype of it, I didn't care. The one with the circles on the cover. I don't know. I think it was Axe to Fall. Mm. I can't that remember might not the name of the thing. one. I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, there's other Converge records I like better than Jane Doe. Hot take. <laughs> Also coming out on the fourth, we have In Flames with the Tokyo Showdown, which is their live record. Oh yeah, I didn't listen to that. Yeah, I, I was not. This this was around the time. Well, no, I was eleven. This was not around yeah, the time I was no. in In Flames. No. <laughs> also on the fourth, big record. We're both big fans of System of a Down Toxicity. Yeah, that was a really big one. Yeah, I didn't realize it came out September fourth, two thousand one, a week before nine eleven. Yeah. I'm sure there were some racist idiots saying that that album is the reason I'm that 9-11 happened. The pro- I'm sure there are some assholes some, that said some, some stuff like that, yeah. Some toxic music fans that were like, hey, we can't let this continue. Okay, buddy. Okay. Right, yeah. Wow, the fact that that came out and then they still got so big mm-hmm. really speaks to how talented they are. Because, yeah. man, there what was a, some serious What a time for anti- that record to come out. There yeah. was some serious, like, anti- any anything other than American. Exactly. Yeah. Freedom fries. Yeah, freedom fries. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. All right. Coming out on the 10th, the day before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Dark Throne released Plague Wielder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, there's always going to be a black metal record out at some yeah. point. <laughs> but it's just wild for that to I mean, everything coming out at this time is wild. Yeah. Because it's such a a pinpoint in history. It's a ten post of history. Yeah, it's it's wild. Here's the the list I'm of ready, things coming out on the eleventh. Ready for the nine eleven list? Here we go. Fabulous with Ghetto Fabulous. You know what? Every everyone you read now, I'm I think I'm convinced at this point that I've looked at this list a lot. I don't yeah. know. There's a we. I, there's there's a weird fascination fascination with- curiosity around mm-hmm. like not the event itself but about how the world things around it the, how the world worked during yeah. like right before during and after 9 11 yeah so i'm pretty sure i probably know i've at least seen the names of most oh, of probably guys. yeah because i remember fabulous being on there i was like oh yeah i remember fabulous doing something that came out yep one that I know really well, Jay Z's The Blueprint. Yeah, that's that's the big one for yeah. me. That's the big one for me. That's the big one for you. That's that's big pimping, right? That's yeah. That's um, 
Each of the each, each of the Izzo is, is an old man. Is it? Is it? Is I think it is. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the big one for me. That's the one I got from Columbia House. Gotcha. That's for that's the, for the penny. That, yes, that is the that is the big Jay Z record for me. Which that I think because of that one, because it was so extravagant. Going back and listening to the more like street rooted stuff didn't mm-hmm. do anything for me at the time. But R- reasonable doubt didn't do it for you. Yeah, not really. I don't know. Maybe if I go back now, it's different. But now I have a different opinion, Jay Z, because he's a fucking billionaire. <laughs> yeah, he's he's big pimping for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Also coming out the eleventh, the aforementioned Mariah Carey's glitter. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get my hands on one of those those uh, posters the, or the stickers. They had stickers yeah. that came. Oh, did out they have too. stickers? Yeah, the okay. the the glitter nine eleven stickers. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, the aforementioned Slayer "God Hates Us All." That's a wild one. Yeah, that's a wild one. And now they were not excited about nine eleven. I'm not saying that. No, they had to be excited about the name of their record when that came out. Like they when had to be came like, out, guys, yeah. we've been the, fucking telling you. Hey, <laughs> we knew it. Where yes. the fuck were you? Yeah, we have leftover crack with mediocre generica is their debut came out September 11th. That's their debut. I, I yeah. know leftover crack. I like yeah. leftover crack. Mammy too. But I, I don't know that record. That, I mean, it was their first one. So it's it's fast, short, and gritty. No Use for a Name came out with Live in a Dive, their live record. I know the name. I've written the name on folders in elementary school, but I've never listened. I absolutely love No Use for a Name. Maybe a track on a comp. Most likely. They were a Fat Records band, so you definitely heard them on a comp. Yeah. yeah. I want to think it was probably the Shut the Punk Up Volume 2 compilation. I okay. I, I I don't know who what record label who put that out. Also on the 11th, They Might Be Giants came out with Mink Carr. Scott, they might be they giants. They might be giants. <laughs> they might be. Also, Soil came out with Scars. I love that record. Do you? I do. Are you familiar with that record? No. There... <sighs> There's one. That, oh no, I'm thinking snot. Yeah, no, not snot. The one with the it is dog. Not snot. No, yeah. it's not snot. Uh, soil, I don't know at all. I don't think. I think if we listen now, it would sound like prototype dad rock. Nice. And I don't think it would be great, but I do. There was okay. This is how this is how I ran to that. It was a comp for Ozfest 05, maybe. Oh, okay, sure. Oh no, it had to be sooner. It had to be like 03 because it was a track from that record on it. Yeah, this came out in 01. Yeah, Halo. The track was Halo. You may have heard the song, My Little Halo. It, nope. That's exactly what it sounds like. Gotcha. around me. I will stone you, stone you, my little Halo. Exactly. I think you talked about that song I'm when sure we I did have. Machine yeah. Head because they had the song Halo. Yes, I did then. I yes. think you did talk and about that. And that's on yeah. that. That's on that record. And I like that whole record. I haven't listened to it in years, though. And if I revisited it, it would probably be like, Oh, oh yeah this this isn't for me yeah, right this, this is not for me also on the ele- on uh, september 11th we have pod with satellite that was their big one that too, was their big it? one yeah with the we are we are we are yeah youth of the nation youth of the nation. yeah and pod still touring today feels weird right i think they did a new record recently i mean they're probably just playing you oh, the nation over and over again though right most likely they had another minor hit too but i won't i will never be able to pull they it. did but i can't remember it it was off the same record i it was, was into that track oh no they did one they had a hit off their record before that okay and i bought it but now i can't pull it i have no idea 
I never listened to a whole POD record, but that track when it had its video on like TRL or whatever, I liked it. I was it was big. Yeah. Also on the 11th, we have Biohazard with Uncivilization. Wow, that's even a New York band. Yeah, it's a big one. And then we have Nickelback with Silver Side Up. The biggest one, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's like, not only is it their biggest record, that's probably the biggest record that came out that day. Uh, Jay-Z's a blueprint might be bigger. I bet I bet you that Silver Side Up sold more than Jay-Z's blueprint. Maybe not in 9-11, but throughout time, like to now, it probably has sold more. It's a possibility. I don't know about that, though. If the blueprint was reasonable doubt, I'd keep your argument because people are going back and visiting it. I don't think many people go back and revisit the blueprint. I disagree with that. I don't think that's the one that people are like, yeah, let's go stream the blueprint. Like if they're streaming Jay-Z, it's going to be a different album. The blueprint sold over 427,000 copies in its opening week. I already said, I'm not talking opening week. I'm talking, You're talking about all time. Like up till now, I think Silver Side Up probably has... Doc, it's it's their biggest record. It has their biggest hits on it, right? Yeah, but the blueprint is probably arguably one of Jay-Z's biggest records. Sales stand at 2.7 million as of February 2012. For what? 20 for for blueprint. I would even say though that like 2012, Nickelback got bigger after 2012. Did they? Maybe it's not their biggest. I don't know. I just see a thing that says Nickelback's next three albums sold 28 million copies together. This says 10 million. It's a lot of fucking records, Scott. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing that it sold. I'm simply saying I think the blueprint is bigger. I mean, we can... For me, at least. I'll say that. Okay, in when it came out, Jay-Z, you said Jay-Z's what, sold 400,000 or something? 427,000. Yeah, Nickelback only sold 178,000 when it came out. Yeah. That was number two. But I'm saying since then, I think it has probably sold more. Ah, who knows? And who am I? I'm not here to, (laughs) I'm not here to cheer on Nickelback. Like, I don't give a shit, but I just, that's where I'm at. I think that it's probably sold more since, even if we're including streams. Like, I'm even including streams, I think, and Nickelback definitely holds it up. Yeah. That's, that's probably the only record people still listen to, Scott. There's people <laughs> out there Nickelback. that only listen. No, this period. That's all they put on. Just Nickelback. Just Silver Side Up. That's what it. Are, what, what are the hits on there? Oh, I have no boy. idea. How You Remind Me, giant hit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the only hit. They reached number one in Canada. I don't give a shit. The album was certified. Of course it did. They're Canadian. The album was certified eight times platinum in Canada, six times platinum in the US, and three times platinum in the UK. That's a lot of records. 21 million. What what numbers did you hear? You said that's 17 eight. million. <laughs> eight, six, and three. Oh, eight. Does the does the blueprint have that on its Wikipedia? 27 million is what it said in 2012. That was 20, 2008. Man, it's tough. It, they might be right there competing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's agree. Let's agree to disagree on this one and move forward. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Coming out on the 18th, we have Macy Gray with the id. You a Macy Gray guy. Um, that's that one track, her big one. I don't even know her at all. She had kind of an odd voice, like a, right? Like a raspy, kind of breathy, whiny. She had one hit. One she had she had a couple like minor hits, but she had one big hit that was real big. Gotcha. And the only thing in my head right now is that you are beautiful song, and that's not it. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> also on the 18th, we have John Mayer with Room for Squares. I'm pretty sure that's his debut. Okay. Just out there playing the guitar and Running down the halls of the high school. I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. (laughs) Hell yeah. I actually really like that track. I really like that song too. I don't think I dislike John Mayer. I just don't need his music. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> I get it. I've heard differing things about him as a person, but Taylor Swift wrote a couple songs about him. Did she? Yeah, they dated. They dated and they broke up. So of course she did. Yeah. He also dated Jennifer Aniston. And then he also dated Jessica Simpson. And damn. He, he called over. He called Jessica Simpson. He said her sex was napalm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, could I tell you what that means? No. I mean, is that a good thing? It's John Mayer. You never know. Right. He was in an episode of Rob Deerdick's The Fantasy Factory, and it was really interesting. Yeah. Like, He's he, all over. He was hilarious, too. Like, he Rob called his mom on the phone, and John Mayer was like, hey, I'm doing finger guns. I'm doing finger guns. And I'm shooting sideways. And I'm shooting sideways. Like, it was just, he was just a weird dude. I was like, I could get down with this dude. dude's vibes. I could get down. Right. <laughs> just not his music. Uh, yeah, he could keep his music to himself. Yeah. We're all right. <laughs> Nothing against it. Also, on the 18th, we have Wilco with Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I know that's the name. A, that, that's a big one for them, I believe. Yeah, I know the name. I don't think I've yeah. ever listened to Wilco. Yeah. On the 19th, we have Eels with Soul Jacker. You're a fan. Yep, I am. I like that record. Up until that record, I think. I'm trying to remember when they started falling off for me, but I like Soul Jacker. It's a good one. <laughs> Coming out on the 25th, we have Days of the New with their Red album, which is their third one. I have no idea who Days of the New is. Never I had a it. feeling you didn't. Never even I... heard the name. Keep questioning bringing them to you. <laughs> Never even heard the name. Don't even have a slight idea of what it is. There is a couple wild stories about that band. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Does one of them have to do they put an album out a week and a half or two weeks after 9-11? <laughs> that wasn't one of the stories, but uh, it could be. Also on the 25th, we have Agnostic Front with Dead Yuppies. I like that record. Agnostic Front holds a weird place because they're they were kind of part of like the OI movement. They were kind of part they're, of like that the working class. It's 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 hard. It, yeah. It's a weird. They're in that weird subsection where of punk where you're like, am I supposed to like these dudes or not? It's a weird here. Here the major problem with it is they're very the, black metal in <laughs> in their questioning. Yeah, uh, if they're but, okay, if they're legit. Where like the when the the UK's skinhead, which was just a working class situation, came over here, the skinheads became so closely tied to the Nazis over yeah. here that yeah, it kind of couldn't be separated. And that's yep. where you run. Like, yes, it's about workers' rights, but what are you doing with those suspenders on? Like, I'm yeah, right. You get I quite, don't know what's yeah. going on. Like, Agreed. if I see suspenders, like, are you pro union or are you anti everybody else? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it. <laughs> It worries me, but yeah, Agnostic Front. I have liked Agnostic Front for quite a while. All right, I don't really blare them in my car just in case. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> also, on the twenty fifth, we have Tenacious D with their self titled record. I don't know if I've ever listened to a full Tenacious D. Record. No way. Are you? Yeah, serious? I know. I know a lot of the songs, and I'm familiar with Tenacious D. But I don't think I've ever. Yeah. Li- maybe the one that was came out with the movie. Maybe I listened to that one. The Pick of Destiny. Yeah, maybe that one. But I don't think I've ever listened to any other actual. Oh man, I Records. love their self-titled record. <laughs> it's so good. There was a time where I thought I was go- trying to be Jack Black. Like I would like jump around and move my head around like him. It was a weird move. Yeah. Weird time for me. Really weird time. Last one I have on the 25th, Suicide Machines with Steal This Record. Not one you've listened to. No. But... And that came out prior to, or no, Steal This Album came out prior to Toxicity, right? No. No, it came out after. Yeah, System of a Down, uh, Toxicity was our second record. Okay, yeah, self-titled Toxicity, Steal This Album, Hypnotize, Mesmerize. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure that's how So Suicide Machines put out Steal This Record, and then 
System of a Down. The System of a Down was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it? Does it? Does the Suicide Machines cover have it like written on there? Like, no, not okay. like that. No. Okay, because that that was fucking genius marketing. I liked it. It looked like somebody walked through the record store with a sharpie and wrote steel, and then wrote it on there. Yeah, yeah it was great, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, charts. Let's get into the charts. Nine eleven charts. Let's go, baby. Billboard Hot 100 coming in at number five. Hit 'em up style. Oops by Blue Cantrell. I remember that song. Heavy. Yeah. I don't know that song at all. I'm not gonna try to sing it because okay. I'm not gonna accomplish it. But like, yeah, I definitely remember that song. Okay. Ooh. Coming to number four, Someone to Call My Lover by Janet Jackson. Mm-mm. I don't nope. know. Me neither. Number three, Where the Party At by Jagged Edge with Nelly. Yeah. Man, Scott, this is this is hitting me in a weird spot because I definitely, <laughs> definitely was like, because these were all the tracks that were on like MTV and I was heavy yeah. into MTV at this time. Right. Why was an 11 year old so in MTV? Interesting. Um. <laughs> babysitter it was the babysitter where the party at yeah jagged edge they did that song and then they did that marriage song i don't know it. me at the altar in your white dress no whoa nope that's a great one coming in number two we have fallen by alicia keys i keep man these are fucking big yeah, tracks for i me. i like that track a lot these are big tracks i think by the way that wedding song i think it was jagged edge i now i'm second guessing myself but that alicia key yeah yeah, this is definitely is a singles time for me. Like I wasn't yeah. listening to any of these records. I was listening to this. But, yeah. Then coming in at number one, we have I'm Real by Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. Scott, I can confirm that is in one of the of the first three tracks I ever downloaded on a computer. Really? Was the I'm Real J, J- Lo featuring Ja Rule. And then maybe the sixth song I downloaded was the starting line cover of it. That's so funny. <laughs> I love that song. Because I'm real the way you move, the way you walk, the way you I'm real. I, oh, that's, I, that's that song. Okay. And I would try to sing both parts every time. <laughs> every single time. I got a couple other ones. Okay. Coming in at number eight, we have It's Been a While by Stain. I saw, I, saw, I saw it played live. I saw it played live. I want to show the state of the world at this and time. Again, another single I was into at the time. Yep. Don't think I like it now. But oh no, coming at number 10, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. I know the song, I wouldn't be able to sing it. Emily loved that song. I think Tara, I think I too. bought her that CD for uh, for a present for some reason. I have one last one coming at number 13, Izzo H O V A by Jay Z, off of the blueprint. Yep, off of the blueprint. H to the Izzo, V to the, to Izzo, the Izzo, which is what my nizzle used to dribble down a VA. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> All right, Billboard 200. Come in number five. We love it. Do we? No, we don't know it. It's Maxwell now. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Me neither. I, no no, I couldn't even tell you what genre that is. Nope. Wow. Uh, Coming to number four, Alicia Keys, Songs in A Minor. I believe I've listened to that since. I purchased it when it came out. But those fu- that fucking single, man. Fallen. Yeah. I think it, I bought it based off of Fallen. I I want to I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to like her older records and some newer ones. I don't know what goes on in the middle there. I have no idea. But I'd be willing to gamble that she doesn't have a miss. Probably like, not. I think she's so good and does it unless Swizz Beats got too involved in a record. That'd be I the, have no idea. That'd be the only way. Like if Swizz Beats was in the studio, like, honey, come on, I'm I'm gonna, you know, honey, I'm, gonna I'm a producer. 
Yeah, let, let me, me do, do something. something. Let me do something. And Alicia's like, oh, all right. And then right. <laughs> we get rolling. a weird Swiss Beats <laughs> Alicia Keys record. Right. Coming to number three, an outlier on this list, Iowa by Slipknot. At number three? At number three. I mean, I am happy to say that I was part of those numbers because I too. bought that CD. Yep, I did too. But wow, yeah. Uh, and I can, you know, I got to keep playing this flag. The only Slipknot record I care about. Yeah, I know. It's uh, again blasphemy. If you're here, if you're here, I mean, it's a Jane Doe. It's a Ben Folds episode. So if yeah, nobody's if, here, if, for if you came to listen to a Ben Folds episode and you're getting mad that I don't, I don't like Slipknot. I don't like Jane Doe, or right. I, I don't like all the other the Slipknot ma- records. I say the majority of Slipknot. Then please keep listening because I'm sure there'll be something that <laughs> right that you like because you have wild taste. Well, Slipknot's in the middle of alicia keys at number four okay and mary j blige at number two with no more drama i wonder what she had she had to have a hit off that for that to be up i'm sure i think it wasn't that like her divorce record or something like that i I have no idea i'm not very from mary j blige kind of popped off and was on their downslope when i was getting into music yeah so i don't really have a lot of knowledge on mary j blige yeah me neither uh coming in number one we have Aaliyah with her self-titled record Aaliyah. when did Aaliyah die I don't know. I'm gonna say she died. I'm I'm not looking yet. My guess yeah. is 03. That's what that was my guess too. Oh one. Was it really? Died before September eleventh. She died August twenty-fifth. Maybe that's why this one's at number one. That's why we forgot. Uh, that's why it seemed like nobody cared. Like it was huge for like um actually it would have been what two weeks. It no, was, I was huge. Say, like, yeah. her death was huge and then nine eleven happened. Yeah. Well, some other things on the re- on the rest of the list we have uh now that's what i call music seven coming into number six man you know gotta mention them we're drafting them at some point oh god we're drafting them, and that's like 70 records to listen I, to yeah yeah it's gonna be you'll basically one. have to like if we're being honest here scott we could probably draft the nows sight unseen or rather sight unlisten <laughs> just look at the just, track lists yeah we could because it's the biggest hits like yeah. we either we either know them and like them we know them and don't like them or we don't know them yeah <laughs> very it's very true uh coming in at number 11 lincoln park with hybrid theory okay gotta mention them you do yeah I've, i love I, i've if you recall when I know. last time we revisited that it bummed me out so I, I, I try not to focus on it too much but in the opposite way meteora is what Big i fan. wanted more so yep. apparently i'm a meteora guy now that you never saw that coming. yeah me neither coming in at number 18 we have alien ant farm with anthology that's the that's the big one yeah smooth criminal and movies i loved i loved it i did too i think i I, still love that record i think i knew alien ant farms version before i knew michael jackson's version oh wow (laughs) that's wild yeah it is coming in number 30 we have some 41 all killer no filler is that is that the big one or Mm -hmm. does i think it has fat lip on it okay does this look infected was the next one yeah, the one that's like the horror movie. Oh, All Killer No Filler is the oh, that's a banger. Yeah, that's that's just yeah. banger after. Yeah, we revisited that for the list. It was on the yeah, it was on that sure. hundred list. Yes, yeah. Check out the hundredth episode for that. There you go. And then with a hundred and five weeks on the charts, okay, coming in at number one twenty. Okay, Dixie Chicks with Fly. I've never listened to a full Chicks record. I haven't either. I think I'd get down with them, but that was by our prior episode. Yeah, that was a big one because they were always kind of little progressive in their shit too weren't they? i think so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, because they said something about uh, President Bush, and then they like almost they, called, they had like death threats and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's they were. Wild. They should have been on that rock against Bush comp. Yeah. Yes, they should have. Because they they were super against him. Yeah. And, and they're from Texas. Yeah, exactly. They were from the same state. Yeah, yeah I remember Whew. that. That was a wild yeah, move. Maybe I maybe I revisit. Maybe I, I wouldn't be revisit. Maybe I visit some chicks records here. Maybe shortly. we visit Fly for the show together. But I feel like we need somebody who's into that because you and I sitting here talking about it and having like no real nobody going. Oh, this is great. Like if both of us are just kind of it's fine. Like then yeah, it's a bummer I episode. Suppose. I suppose. Let's so let's put the hunt out there. We'll put the put it out there. Out. If you're. <laughs> Yeah, if sure. Because Dixie Chicks fly. Yeah, because pulling a because pulling a stranger into the show won't make the the chemistry any weirder. No, it's totally <laughs> fine. All right. Well, that's all the notes I have. Okay. That's the charts. What came out? Okay. September eleventh, two thousand one. Wild. Along with "Rock in the Suburbs" by Ben Folds, twelve tracks, forty eight minutes, forty two seconds. Brand. What you what you got for "Rock in the Suburbs"? So the star of You're the Worst, I have <laughs> the first track, Annie Waits. Annie Waits. Uh, I just got to get this out of the way really quick because sure. it's, it's a horrible joke. Okay. <laughs> Is Annie Waits Tom Waits' daughter? No. God. I, no. I, I had to do it. As soon yeah. as I saw it, I thought about it. I was Bad. Like, oh, is that Tom Waits' daughter? Okay. So going in, this is kind of what I expected. The only thing is the rhythm section is much more electronic than I thought it was going to be. Like yeah. I was expecting just like a almost a beat machine, maybe, but like a an actual drum sounding beat, like a drum machine, not a beat it, machine. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was a, there was a lot more electronic in the rhythm section. There's also some there's little electronic touches throughout, which are very nice. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it gives it a different area that I want. I think that's due to him saying he like playing every instrument. Mm-hmm. I think he just wanted to. I don't know how well he plays drums. Okay. Yeah. And I think him playing it on a drum machine or even like having the setting on a keyboard for the drums yeah. might have been more comfortable for him. Uh, yeah. I, and that's so. just that's just me speculating. And if if you're a piano guy, that's one thing. But if you're a piano and a keyboard guy, you're a little bit of an electronic guy. That's how yeah, it exactly. Works. Like yeah, yeah, that that's an electronic instrument. Once you move away, isn't the piano considered a percussion instrument? I imagine. Strings, I think so because strings. It's, is it? Oh, it could it be both. Or, it's both. <laughs> it's both. Yeah, it it actually is. It's a little what I anticipated going into it because I mm. knew he played piano based off of the show I saw him in. Yeah, and then I knew, I I had an idea of what Ben Folds Five was. I still don't hundred percent know, but their their huge hit Brick, I don't know is the one about abortion. You don't know that one. I don't know. I don't know if I do. Unless I mean, if I heard it, maybe, but I don't. I don't know if I do. Wow. <laughs> That's surprising because that song was all over and still is like I hear it on the radio every once in a while. Okay, but it's it, it was a big big hit. Maybe I did, but the, the, at least the name I I don't okay. know. Like based off of that, I don't know. All right, but yeah, I I don't have much to say about it anyways. It's the opener. It it gave me a little of what I expected. It gave me a little of what I didn't expect. So I'm moving forward to. I didn't I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But okay, that works for me. I I had no expectations. Okay. For this record for you, because okay. I know what I know how you feel about singer songwriter stuff. Yes. And you've made comments previously about not being big on Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and really, Ben Folds is kind of like the 90s, 2000s version of Billy Joel, I think. OK, uh, I could where, see that where he's he writes story songs. Yeah. And if there's another thing going against me for that. 
how often do I miss these stories? Yeah. Like I will listen to a song and be like, oh yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And then you'll be like, oh, th- his whole family died, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's not a fun rom. Okay. Right. Got yeah. It. Got yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Moving on to track two, Zach and Sarah. This one's building on the last track. Mm-hmm. The vocals here sound like something. Okay. But at the time, I didn't know what it was. Sure. Upon my revisit this morning, I okay. pulled I pulled what I hear. It has some say anything vibes. Oh, okay. So like the I can see that. I can the, see that. The pattern of singing in addition to the piano, because say anything mm-hmm. used the piano, especially for the um is a is a boy is a record. Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The electronic sounds really add a dimension I need. Like there is okay. like because I I was falling into that singer-songwriter thing in my head where I was like, okay, it's gonna be the same thing over and over. But then yeah. I hear like a little electronic sound, I'm like Oh, that's it's a different thing. I can latch onto that and yeah. we can move forward. The Lada does are excellent in this. Mm-hmm. The clapping is great in this. Yeah, I love that too. It's a really solid fun track. I, I, I don't I have nothing wrong with this song. With this I track. love how it's like he always says Sarah without an H. Yeah. And Zach without a C. Yes. I love how that's in the lyrics of the song. It's just it's he has um a sense of humor with some of these songs that just like hit in like the dry kind of way that I like. I feel like that might also be why I miss stories <laughs> because okay. like half of the time he's playing it for fun. And then yeah. the other half it's Pearl Harbor. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess I could have said nine 11 cause it came out on nine 11. Right. But the, I think the mixing of it, it just like my moods don't follow along. Like if I'm reading, I, I, I was trying all I could to not bring up Moby Dick. If I'm reading Moby <laughs> Dick and in the middle of it, there's like a comedian doing a set. Right. I'm just like, oh, oh, all right, all right, sure. So, like, when it's comedy mixed with the the heaviness, it doesn't mm-hmm. always click for me because I don't I don't bounce between those two. They're not as closely related it. to me as some people. Yeah. Moving on to track three, mm-hmm. still fighting it. Yeah, which was featured on that episode of Scrubs. Okay, I would have heard it then. Then, mm-hmm. oh, no, because I did. Oh, I did power through that final season. Oh, bad. That final season was rough. I don't think it was in the final season. Real bad. Yeah. I really thought we were going to hit a downhill track here by the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I thought once that beginning started, I was like, oh, we're, this this is where his bread and butter is. Like, it's yeah. just kind of slow piano. He's just mm-hmm. going to, like, breathy sing through this. But it turned excellent. And I love this song. I absolutely love this song. Everybody knows it sucks slash hurts to grow up is mm-hmm. and that that is a line for yeah. the ages that is a line for all time it's excellent i covered this song i love this song it definitely brings tears to my eyes when i listen to it it's yeah i could understand that it's it's definitely up there with those kind of songs and it's one of yeah. the best of those kind because it also doesn't hold too many strings at once trying to make it happen it's yeah. like kind of being true to itself as a song almost well i mean like just it's a conversation about him and his son yeah, here's here's my and, final sentence I have on my notes. Here, sorry, so yeah, go ahead. I said excellent track, even if I missed the whole it's for his son thing. Yeah. Cause it wasn't until like my fourth or fifth listen through, I was like, oh, this is a yeah. he's, he's telling a story. This isn't this isn't to me. I'm not supposed to be like, <laughs> right. It's not I'm not his son. This isn't for me. No, no. <laughs> but it's an excellent it, song. It it hits me right in the feels because it's I get it. I'm sorry that part of me is in you kind of thing. Yeah, it it just, it hits, it hits real, real hard. There's me. not many songs in this vein that overlap between you and I for the mm-hmm. most part, but this is yeah. one. 
this is this, a, this is a great one, and I could I could understand all that emotion into it. It's a great song. Yeah, it's still it an is a good song. It is. Yep, I absolutely love it. Moving on to Gone. Mm-hmm. Here is a sound I can pinpoint. Oh, okay? okay. How does your wife feel about Ben Folds? Like she she loves Ben Folds. We loves loves him. Ben Folds. Okay, that's what I've I thought. Seen him three or four times live because with unless, Chris. Unless we've... I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I recall you saying your wife likes something corporate a lot. She does. I'm getting some serious something corporate for sure. Out of this. Yep. That, when I heard this song the first time, and I heard something over, I was like, "Oh, Emily has to love." She does. Ben Folds because she does. there were there were parts where I'm hearing if you see Jordan in this track a little bit, mm-hmm. which like it, it has that build with it. With I love that though. song too. I yeah. love. There might not be a song that something corporate put out that is a miss to me. I think every something corporate song is great. I wasn't a huge fan of North that record. I revisited recently and I still like it. Okay, and that's, I, that, but that's I haven't Andrew listened McMahon, to it in a long right? Time. Like that's Andrew McMahon. I think that's yeah, yeah. And then even his solo stuff. I love his solo stuff. It does. Okay. It does some. It just it touches me in the perfect way. So yeah, that, that, yeah. When he left something corporate, did Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Mm. I have trouble listening to like interviews with him because he had like really bad brain cancer and or some kind of cancer and oh I didn't know that beat it and yeah he was he almost died like three times like oh it's wow scary shit but okay. Yeah, I remember you telling me that your wife liked something corporate. Oh, yeah. So when I heard something corporate, I had to ask. I even have it written down. I said, Emily loves this, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, she does. I don't know about this song in particular. Yeah, uh, but Ben Folds as a whole. But she she likes Ben Folds a lot. Like I said, we've seen him three or four times with okay. uh, Chris, who gave us the Butthole Surfers record. Yeah. We've, we've seen uh, the three of us have gone to shows. And each show, he's an amazing entertainer. <laughs> yeah. He does just a troubadour shit, dude. He, I forget what song it was, and it's probably from a different record. But he put a half-empty Altoids container inside the piano to make a certain sound when he played, and it was wild. <laughs> and then he goes around and bangs on the like, hits it like a. Uh, freaking bongo making all these sounds he's all over the stage he's standing on top of the piano ben folds is an amazing show amazing you, heard, you show. heard it here first if you want to be a great musician throw some trash in the piano there you go <laughs> that's it yeah other than the something corporate vibes which i really got down with mm-hmm. i don't have anything really super negative or positive to say about this track it was fine yeah it's a good track moving on to fred jones part two which yep. Don't think I didn't go and search five or six times to see if I missed part one. one. Didn't know part one. I was like, I don't know what this story is. (laughs) Okay. There is a, there's a moment at the beginning where I felt like you. Okay. Because he rhymes party with started Mm, and it's not even close, but it works. It it did work. The way he sings it, it works, Mm -hmm. but I noticed it very quickly. Yeah. I was like, oh, you party start started part (laughs) start. Sure, Ben. Right. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to right. do. It's a wild move, but it works enough. Exactly what I thought all these tracks would be like. Like, this okay. is one where I'm like, this is the sound. Gotcha. This is what I was expecting. All Just him and a piano, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad, but for me, it presents itself better to be background listening. Sure. Than active listening. Like, when I'm focused on it, it doesn't mm-hmm. do as much. But if it's just playing, it's. It's pleasant fine. enough. Yeah. Definitely pleasant enough. This is the song that when we were doing the Casey Musgraves record mm-hmm. last week, and I said one of the songs, she had a melody in her voice that reminded me of a Ben Fold song. And yeah. what 
brought me to bring this record to you it was fred jones part two okay there's just a little bit of the pre-chorus i forget what line it is i wish i remembered but there's a little bit where his vocals like if we lined up her vocals and his vocals they're right together they're right there okay i it just it didn't I get the story. Like the story yeah. was fine. I actually listened and tried to figure out the story for this hey. one. It's fine. But again, for me, pl- play while I'm at work, if it's playing and I'm helping a customer, excellent. You're good. Yeah. Like it's 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 perfect. Right. Moving on to the ascent of Stan. The ascent of Stan. Uh, this one's a little tough for me. This one textbook was a textbook hippie this, man. The, the textbook hippie man is the like only I, I guess it's cool. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, like, I guess it's a cool line. Sure. That's that's like the most positive I could get out of this. Yeah. There's no real change in his singing tone for this mm-hmm. one, where in the other ones he is moving around with his voice a bit, and yeah. this one kind of stays stationary. It's just a little bit boring all around for me. Okay. And the, there's a bit of a dip in these last couple songs. Like it started strong, and then sure. I got a little bit of a dip. And I think that's I think it's because he knows how to put a track list together (laughs) man for real i'm gonna bring you that ben folds five record and that track list is man it's a wild ride okay wild ride moving on to losing lisa yep i may have pinpointed another sound in here that i'm familiar with i like it and i think it's a band you're not familiar with which feels weird the way you feel about this because i know how much you love ben folds have you listened to the hush sound the hush sound never once Okay, it's a it's a definite sound I have in here. It's like, especially when it's bopping around and it's like mm. bubbly. That is yeah. the hush sound that I know. Oh, hush okay. sound heavily pianos. They have three vocalists, I believe. Oh wow, two men and a woman. Okay, so like each track, you almost kind of catch a different vibe sometimes. Mm. All right, Hera was huge in the hush sound. Got me into the hush sound. It wasn't. I, it's probably in the band of horses realm where it's oh, something okay. like. Not musically, really, but it's something where if you listen to it, you'd be like, wow, you like this? Like one of those. <laughs> right, right. One of the exceptions that proves the role, basically. Gotcha. When it's when this one's quicker and more dancey, I like it a lot more. And mm-hmm. then when it slows down, it just bores Like at that bridge where it's losing yes. Lisa. When it's when it sounds to me like the hush sound. Like I Got have it. those sounds where I'm like, I, I know these. I know these. Yeah, <laughs> right. Moving on to Carrie and Kathy, because Oof. I... I really like how losing Lisa LL Carrie yep. Kathy CC. I'm a fan. That's something yeah. little that I can get behind. Love it. This one as a track, just kind of middle of the road. The track doesn't really do anything for me. The story is amazing though. The how it goes. It goes wild. from like carrying her figuratively to carrying, to her, carrying casket. her in a casket. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a little heavy. It's, yeah. I, didn't, I don't know if I needed that from a Ben folds in the middle of a record, but yeah. okay, I'll take it. Yeah, that one hits too. That one's, and it is weird. We brought up Gilmore Girls earlier because yeah. Ben Folds does sound like Gilmore Girls ass music. Like I could right, see, right? I could see a lot of these <laughs> verses just being like interstitials in between scenes. Where right? Like, sure. Yeah, it's we're in Stars Hollow, whatever. They're right. But yeah, the the story itself is amazing. The song, it's the song sonically bored me a bit. So gotcha. Okay, it's middle of the road because I got up and down. So yeah. Moving on to not the same. Mm-hmm. Got the bopping sound, the the hush sound, like it has that bopping, a little quicker movement for me. Yeah, really good one here. I like this one quite a bit. I don't have a lot of why. I just okay. I, I just like this track a bit. I, I have a note for this one. Okay. According to Ben, 
The song is based on a true story of a person he knew who, under the influence of LSD, climbed a tree at a party. He stayed in the tree overnight, and when he came down the next morning, he was a born-again Christian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Off an LSD trip in a tree. Yeah, that, that'll do it, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's all it takes. Right. That's all it takes. Moving on to the title track. Rock in the Suburbs. Rock in the Suburbs. And I don't think I've mentioned, has there been any guitar up till now? Because I don't know if I caught any. I think this is it. I think this is it. Yeah, very guitar forward rocker on this one. Yeah. It's very fun and self-aware. Like, like I'm not talented. Great sound here. Great vibe. I love the track. It's actually pretty amazing. The energy of this track makes it stand out amongst Mm. all the other tracks, especially the run of mediocre tracks that I've been experiencing. Yeah. Some other people might not think they're mediocre, but they were for me. I have to take the bridge Mm -hmm. of, of not knowing what it's like to be middle class and white as ironic yeah well if, if i don't it's rough <laughs> no it, this song is okay it's it's kind of because like it was self-aware at the beginning and then i heard that part i was like are 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 we still self-aware yes it okay it's kind of so 2001 mm-hmm. if if you watch the video for this song it explains it a lot easier visually <laughs> yeah but he's kind of picking on bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit, okay, big bands at the time who are just angry for no reason because okay. you're white middle class and you have nothing you to have be nothing pissed to strike off about. back about. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no reason you are the what everybody else is fighting yeah. against, right? Yeah. You are the privilege. Yeah. So in the video, like you remember the Freak on the Leash video where the bullets going yes. and everything and that part at the end where it's like a garbage bag with holes poked through it. <laughs> yes. That's in the Ben Folds video. Okay. Like they do that too. Okay. And then like, there's a part where Ben Folds is dressed to look like Fred Durst. So he has the oh, red hat amazing. Back on backwards. That's amazing. Um, and then uh, it's actually directed by weird Al too. And weird Al's in it. <laughs> there's that's such a weird tornado of ideas and things happening that's wild yeah but this song is kind of a joke picking fun at okay the what's going on in the record industry at the time okay mom i'm gonna curse tonight yeah i fucking love that everybody get ready because i'm gonna say fuck get ready because i'm gonna say fuck i know i like i like this track a lot and as much as it sucks I, this is the closest to Billy Joel on the record, and, <laughs> and it's a, it's a great track. Yeah. So they, they he also ends with like a weird like Rage Against the Machine breakdown situation. That's why. End. That's why. Because same reason. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a great track, though. I thought it was like it, not only because it switched up the energy, not only because it seemed. I guess it did seem a little more lighthearted, but mm-hmm. he was feels weird. Ben Folds picking on these guys, though. I mean, I guess he's still punching up, though, because they were huge bands. They were so huge at the still time. Punching so he's up. yeah. All right, good, good for you, Ben Folds. And yeah. <laughs> I, I am, I have no problem with people f- picking on Limp Bizkit and Corn because I acknowledge how it's not all great. Yep, right. Yeah. Moving on to Fired. Yeah. Here we got more bubbly hush sound sounds. It sounds fun. It's a fine track. But the moment that it's over, yeah. I don't even remember what it is. Oh, really? But that's okay. I like, love you can have songs like that. It's like a speak easy kind of okay, fun little yeah. Like I get 
1920s flapper vibe of the music. Okay. I love it. And then like um I love the the very opening. Uh Lucretia walks into the room and like she's trying to get away from herself. Uh, but then she says, Everywhere I go, damn there I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm gonna say man, that's wild. I love that. I'm gonna say probably by this point. I wasn't listening for stories. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I heard Rocking in the Suburbs. I was like, all right, what do we got? We'll finish sure. this thing up. We're done. Right? We're shutting this thing down. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know. I love this track. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's okay. But again, as soon as it's over, I'm like, I don't remember what that <laughs> was at all. I get it. I get it. Finally, the closer. Yeah. The luckiest. Mm-hmm. Off Pure Sonics, the beginning of this is what I expected every single track. Yeah. Like this is what I was thinking I was going to get coming in just a piano guy singing. That's just what yeah. I was expecting. Yep. Luckily I didn't, but this is the closer and and you know I give closers they get usually. Yeah. Like, it could be the weirdest thing in the world. Yep. That being said, it's fine, but if I was listening to this record and mm-hmm. that closer happens and even though I'm giving leeway to closers to scope the whole record, when this closer ends, there's nothing in this closer that makes me want to hit play to start it again. Gotcha. Like, I think even though closers can be weird and different, there has to be a bit of it that makes you go, oh, I want to listen to that again. Sure. And this closer doesn't do that for me. But that's also just because this isn't a genre I'm super into. Right. The time. Yeah. This song, uh, Emily and I danced to at our wedding. As like your first answer, just in general. No, it was what it was. We had like, I think we had like three songs. Okay. That I demanded be played so we could dance to specifically. It was this one. It was Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> definitely not that. And it was the chicken dance. No, <laughs> but th- this was definitely one of them. I, this might have been the last song. Okay. That we danced to. It's it's a it would be a great wedding song. I'll give it, it, it is. That. I would yeah. give you that. It'd be a great wedding song. Yep. Like when it ends on this track, I'd be like, all right, noted, and then probably delete the record like that's just where i would be i wouldn't it wouldn't and by the way this is with me saying i don't listen to a lot of albums over again anyway yeah i'm I'm usually a one and done guy there's a there's maybe five records this whole year so far that you've listened to more more than more than one play yeah some of them two of them have gotten a lot of play (laughs) (laughs) but i i'm not judging the record off this track but i would judge its replayability off this track if that makes sense Sure. So, top three. Yeah, top three. Number one, Still Fighting It. That's yeah. an amazing song. I, I can't say anything about Still Fighting It that's negative. That's my number two. My number two, Rock in the Suburbs. Yep, that's not on my list. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's super good. I love it. I Sure, I 90s re- Billy Joel, give me it all, I guess. Whatever. I kind of I want you to watch the video, even though I know you won't. like i'll say no i'll definitely watch it but i know you won't i know there'll be an idea like if i think of it and i'm on youtube like it has to be a a, like a an opera it has to be an opportunity it's almost like a crime like it has to be a crime of opportunity if i'm already on youtube and i think about it i'll watch it if not eh. yeah but the 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 video lends the uh the comedy And I think and then, that, w- that would help me more. But yeah. but you even explaining it helps it because I yeah. was worried for a minute. I was like, oh, no, it's Ben Folds. Oh, no, it's all a, it's it's ben Folds a joke to... song. Okay, good. Yeah. And then my number three, Zach and Sarah. I, I like that's Zach a good and Sarah song. Quite that's a, bit. a good, good song. Uh, my number one is The Luckiest. Yeah, saw that comment after you told yeah. me you danced at your wedding. Yep. Uh, number two, like I said, still fighting it. Mm-hmm. And then number three, 
I had a few different ones I could have picked up, but I went with Fired. I, okay. I just love the vibe. Yeah. It's fun. But I love Zach and Sarah. Man, um, now I'm thinking, I don't think I'm going to bring you a Hush Sound record. Okay. Because I don't care enough. Mm-hmm. But off show, let me go look up what the one that did the most for me was. And then I want you to listen to that then one I'll first. Listen to it. Okay. Yeah. And then you might hate it. You might hate one of the male vocalists. You might hate the female vocalist. Who knows? But who knows? You may not hear any bent folds in there. Right. <laughs> but there's like some bubbliness and some movement that I really liked. But I'll okay. let you know that after the show. Sure. I got to ask you the question. Brand, Ben Folds Rock in the Suburbs. I think I know. Throne, own, phone, or grown? Well, we know it's not a throne. It's we not know a that. throne for you. The, there, there are, I don't know if there's any, I mean, would you consider Adele a singer-songwriter? Yeah. Then maybe she's the only singer-songwriter like in my, that you're, in that... my throne. And it's it's that'd be hard to compare this to that. Yeah, you can't. I'm trying to think of other singer-songwriters I get into. Like who are who are the big singer-songwriters that I would be into? I don't I have no idea. Nobody. That's why I'm bringing them to you. Like even that Mike Park record that we listened to, I liked it a lot, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's like two tracks. Yeah. But this one. Um, I couldn't see myself spitting this. I'm not gonna buy uh, it. I didn't think so. But th- I think those three strat those three tracks are strong enough to mm-hmm. be phone. I would phone All this. All right, sweet. I'm not, not gonna groan it because I didn't hate my time with it. At worst, it was mediocre. There was there was nothing. Right. It, there was nothing in it that I was like, "This sucks. This is awful. This is bad." Yeah. And there are a lot of other singer songwriters that I will say that it's bad. Elliot <laughs> I will Smith. say it's bad. Um, yeah, I groaned the hell out of that thing. Yeah, I know you did. I'm trying to think of who other singer songwriters are that Casey Musgrave is a singer songwriter, but it's it's, it's not a, really a country. Yeah. Like she is a I singer mean, songwriter, but it's just you, by profession. If we say Casey Musgraves, I mean that's every country. But then I guess we we have to eliminate Adele too because she's not playing all the instruments. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I wonder if there is like any singer songwriters in my throne echelon. There has sweet. To. So Ben Folds is thrown <laughs> well, by. By uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> By default, yeah, I don't think I don't think so. I'm I'm trying to look around at like my my record collection to see if I have anything, any, anything stands out. Nothing. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to like really investigate that. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, not really. Like like what you like still, but yeah, that's all right. I'm happy with the phone. I thought you it's were going to grow it by me giving it to you, but no, because it didn't it didn't make me grow while listening. Like that's yeah. my big decider. Yeah. After I after I realized that phone doesn't mean I'm actually keeping the tracks on my phone because I fought with right. that for a while. I fought right. with that. I was like, I can't phone it because I don't want this on my phone. But there's a middle ground between yeah. buying it. That's, that's and... what phone is for. <laughs> exactly. We put phone in there. We put it in there to that. be the middle ground. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a phone. It's nice. Awesome. If you like this kind of music, I 100% understand this should be something you enjoy because it is yeah. good. But yeah. It's just not doesn't get my rocks off. Sure. Weird phrase to use. That that is a weird phrase. <laughs> Does it knock my rocks off that jet fuel doesn't melt still beams? <laughs> what if what if we just went like crazy 9-11 was an inside job for the last 15 minutes of the episode? Like what no. what if we just, just started going in? Like I didn't see any wings on the on the garden of the, the Pentagon. You're telling oh, me man. where's the luggage? Show oh, me the luggage, man. bud. There's no luggage there. <laughs> We're not doing this. Like when our normal things are, this yeah. goes like a full, like a hidden track, like a minute at, <laughs> ooh, 
nine minutes and 11 seconds after after the show ends and it's just me blowing off about conspiracy theories just going it was a um i don't believe in any of that (laughs) it was a it was a phone yeah so this wasn't all we were listening to though scott no do you have a record of the week I do actually. The aforementioned Mike Park record. Oh, there it is. I'll take that. For the that. love of music, I'll take that. That was I liked a, it a lot. That was a surprise of a twenty-year record. Yeah, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I told, I told you when I gave it to you, I was like, "Hey, uh, I know you're probably going to say this is a weird one for you, but here it, it is. definitely was a weird one for you mm-hmm. to give me. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know Mike Park put out solo record at all. I didn't know Mike um, Park did anything different. Yeah. I know him from Skank and Pickle fame and and Asian Man Records CEO fame. And he has a band name that I don't know if we're allowed to say. Ooh, I'm not going to touch it then. Do, do you, the know, newest, I, you know what the I'm talking one? about? The C-H-I-N-K-E-E-S. Oh, I... <laughs> like, I feel no. like I, I feel like I'm not allowed to say that name. I don't think we can. <laughs> I don't think we can. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, very in the vein of what we were listening to this week. Mm-hmm. Very singer-songwriter. Uh, very uh, acoustic, and I really, really liked it. Good shit. Yeah. My, my record of the week, and I usually avoid this, but it's a newer record. Mm. And I went into it with minor expectations. Okay. And was very well pleased. It's the new Olivia Rodrigo record, Guts. Oh, okay. I think it's a great pop record. I, I've heard praise for it. There's there's moments on it where it is like, oh, this still feels like a teenager record. Oh, okay. But I mean, that's pop music. Pop yeah. music has always been for that specific category, basically. Like it's for not sure. it's not supposed to be aimed at adults. No. I like it a lot though. It does some interesting things. It does some newer things for her, it sounds like. I, I, I like it quite a bit. And the people who I know are into this kind of pop music, I have like talk to about it. I was like, hey, you need to check this out. You need to listen. Have oh, you listened yeah. to that new Olivia Rodrigo? Didn't send it your way, Scott, because I know you no, have No, you interest. didn't. <laughs> no, you have almost zero interest, and it will probably not be coming for the show, unless it catches on with me, and I listen to it crazy, but that's not one of the five that has gotten replayed. Not, not one of the five. All that's left is yeah. to say what we're doing next week. We're not yeah. bringing each other records. No, it's draft week. It's a draft week, and it was a recommended draft that got yeah. shot to the front of the list somehow. For some reason. I'm still mad about it because Rick Rubin's going to be involved. <laughs> yeah, he is. We are doing a Beastie Boys draft. Yeah, which is a week. wild move for us. It's very wild. We both love hip-hop. Yep. We both like punk music. Yep. Um, What the Beastie Boys do, did, we'll see how that goes across. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about it previously, maybe not on the show, I don't think, because we've had no reason to, but we've only listened to one record each, and I'm not sure if that record is the same one. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I would assume it is, but... I would think so, but... There's definitely a chance it isn't, because yeah, you would have been aware of Beastie Boys way before I was aware of Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm much older than you. Much sounds strong. That, and I'm I'm looking out for you on that. 
<laughs> oh, I'm I'm good with it. I'm because okay. I feel like if I had said much, you'd have been like, whoa, whoa, hey. I, pro- I probably would have, but I said it, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we're fair. It's it's, it's 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 good then. We're good. It's like Mike Park's band name. <laughs> okay. Yes, Where you can, he say, can it, say it, but I can't. Got exactly. It. I've listened to a lot of Beastie Boys singles. Singles. I've downloaded a lot of Beastie Boys tracks. Yeah, they've been Full on albums. the radio all over the place i actually know i actually had their discography downloaded but i wasn't listening to full records right and it would have only been up to 08 ish 09 so those last couple wouldn't be on there see i stopped paying attention to them i don't know at all after the 90s maybe if that's true then the the album we both listened to might not even be the same record oh So, that might be it then. Tune into the draft to find yeah. that out. But Beastie Boys draft next week. Yes. They only have eight records. Yeah. And I'm not cheating. Scott said he might cheat. I'm not cheating. So I don't, I will, I don't think I am. I will be drafting four records and I'm Me out. Me too. Yep. Four and out. So next week, Beastie Boys draft. Yes, sir. Anything else before I wrap this up, Scott? No. I'm glad I'm glad you uh you phoned Ben Folds. I'm glad you found something to enjoy. Yeah, and I'm glad I get to look forward to a Benzfold 5 record now, I guess. You definitely do. At some point, it'll be a while, I'm sure. But at some point, you're going to have to listen to uh, that record. Okay, sounds good. So other than that, follow us on Twitter or X at AOLpod. Yeah. What follow, follow us on Instagram thing. at Pod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group like we'll be in the show notes. Listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Homework. Thank you for listening. Thank you, of course. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. I put him in the right order that time. Hey, thank you, brother. Kind Love of you, man. Episode and podcast should have been switched, but whatever. Love you, too. Uh, next week, Beastie Boys Draft. Are you listening? Are you listening? So we got we have, we have Ben Folds to blame for Pentatonics. There's other Converge records I like better than Jane Doe. Hot take. Ben Folds is kind of like the 90s, 2000s version of Billy Joel, I think. Yeah, this is kind of some Charlie Brown-ass music. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, I'm, I'm much, 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 much older than you. <laughs>